Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Anchor of the Week, where we have hard conversations, hear people's stories, and challenge perspectives. I'm Courtney. And I'm Zach. We're coming at you with a fresh new episode as we continue on in our series about everything about the mind, therapy, psychology, Boom. how it affects our behaviors. Yeah, it's a good time. Yes. Yep. We've yeah. got a couple of articles today to look through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a fun one, the first one, because we're going to tie in a little bit of our like AI episode and our whole chat from there. Which you know, we love. We, we love these yep. conversations. Yes. And so it kind of ties in a little bit to yeah. today's, well, at least for the first article. Um, yeah. Yes. Why don't you explain what the article is? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a BuzzFeed article. Both these are from BuzzFeed, so don't come at me for my news sources, by the way. (laughs) Um, But it says, people are using chat GPT for therapy. Here's what mental health experts think about that. We we did say this was going to happen, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure on the episode. Well, especially, so if you haven't listened to that episode, you should go back. Um, Mainly because it's Zach's favorite part is we actually disagreed with one another on a few things. That is my favorite part. That was his favorite part, yeah. Genuinely, yeah. (laughs) Um, We talked a lot about like Snapchat, like the my AI, which this is a complete side note. But in Snapchat, when I'm like messaging people, every time I say my, my I like my AI pops up. Interesting. Isn't it interesting? Anyway, it was very annoying. It searched a lot. Yeah, it's like you want to talk to me. You want to talk to me. Um, But how like basically like we can like vent our emotions or like it like offers that kind of emotional support. Yeah. Even though it's an emotionless algorithm yeah strange in and of itself um but yeah and chat gpt is one of those like things right now yeah. um the ais that people are using to have conversations and make meal plans and everything write songs what else yeah. do we do with it but um yeah so basically here we are now we're in 2023 and robots can uh, <laughs> give us therapy yeah I think it's, well, before we start reading this lady's comments on, like, her use of it in therapy, I think it's just something, like, it's someone who listens to you, isn't it? And it's someone who kind of takes in whatever you have to say, regardless yeah, okay. of anything else. Yeah. And so, it's quite an easy tool to be, like, to, to go to because of that. It's nice. That's so, the thing. Simple as that, isn't it? And I think that, like, is the biggest thing. Yeah. But it makes me sad that people don't have people to, to talk to. It but does, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so this is Kyla. Her name is Kyla. Obviously, she, I think her background is that she uh, uses it. And basically, this is just her talking about it. But she says, I often feel better after using online tools for therapy. And it certainly aids my mental and emotional health. I enjoy being able to unload my thoughts on ChatGPT. And would consider this an improvement from journaling because I'm able to receive feedback on my thoughts and situation. Right. Right. And like journaling is like a very popular, okay, like write down your your thoughts, your emotions, try to process them, try to get them out, you know? Yeah. But this is a whole other element. Yes. Because like you're receiving feedback. Right. But. It's just encouraging the journalism thoughts. Like whatever you're writing on there, it's kind of just helping aid that, I feel like. Yeah. Or like, it'll give you some classic, because we, we had a bit of a play around with it as well. Yeah. And it'll give you some classic responses that you kind of can get from, I guess, anyone, right? Would well, it's the thing, it's a generic, th- or it's supposed to be generic and it's yeah. supposed to be unbiased. But right. again, here are thoughts on our previous AI episode. Um, but the fact is, is that it's just gathering information and telling you things. So it's like you, you're using it because you want that personal connection. Right. But like... But it's, I, yeah, it's not giving you anything that's like specific to you. Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is what you say in situations like this. Right. 
That's horrible. It is, yeah. I think it's interesting because they are associating <clears throat> like this as therapy. Yeah. And I wonder if it actually is therapy or if it actually is helping your situation yeah. or helping you clear your mind in terms of thoughts and stuff. Because, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a huge thing because apparently um, on, it's on TikTok, the hashtag character AI therapy has 6.9 billion views. Like, wow. And there's like this uh, preview of a TikTok here that says tutorial, how to get free therapy anywhere, anytime. And I think that's like so dangerous to call this therapy. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Right. You're, you're having a safe space to vent. Right. Quote unquote safe. Cause we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's not what therapy exactly is. Yeah. Like, yeah. do we understand what the meaning of therapy is? Yeah, I don't think so. Do sure. I understand what the meaning of therapy is? I Probably don't know. not. No. Me too, obviously, okay. just to clarify. <laughs> Not just you. <laughs> but it's true, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if we're calling this therapy, all it's doing is validating... Well, not necessarily validating our feelings. Cause it does give it's, you advice. Yeah, it, it's tough. I, yeah. It's just not... Uh, gosh, yeah, what is... I don't even... I'm not sure what the... Yeah. Well, I, I guess we have to look at what therapy is. Don't yeah. We? And, yeah. But it's interesting that she related to related it to journalism journaling journaling is different thing. Right. sorry journaling but like journaling you'll write down your thoughts and stuff and yeah. it's just a place where you can just release yeah it's like whatever's on my mind i'm putting it on a piece of paper and it does help bring clarity i mean i do that so mm. yeah i think it's like so i guess it's just swap that role but that's not is journaling ther therapy no no so like it's a it's a tool to help right. you know but like that's not therapy no yeah Therapy, well, first of all, there's a licensed therapist. Yeah. You have to be licensed to do this, you know what I mean? Like, and I think we're just watering down anything and calling it accessible, but it's not, watering something down does not make it accessible. Yeah. Right? If people are like, oh, well, like, therapy's, like, super expensive and this is an accessible way, you know, that you can do it and maybe people are afraid to go to therapy and all of these things which are very true, you know, yeah. and very valid. Yeah. But then this is not accessible therapy. Mm -hmm. This is, like the dollar store version of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, I, I don't like that part of the argument where it's like, well, it's making it more accessible. Yeah. It's not because this is not what it is. It's, it's a counterfeit of the thing. Yeah. So if we are trying to make something accessible for someone and giving them the fake version of it, that's actually like perpetuating the inaccessibility of therapy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we could talk about the whole social climate and <laughs> economic climate through this. You know what I mean? People can't afford something. So we give them the fake version of it. Yeah. That's not giving them that version. Yeah. Like, anyway. Yeah. But we're not we're not in that kind of rant today. So what's the danger of using this as therapy? Well, according to, to this article. Yeah. Actually, I mean, we have a couple, like, we have a couple of thoughts on that, actually, on the article, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. because it says, um, basically, there's a specific example of a Belgian man who, with depression, who unalived himself. After six weeks of using an AI program called Chai, according to um, a few different like publications, the program, which is not marketed as a mental health app, reportedly sent harmful texts and offered suicide options. Wow. Really? Why? Well, because um, this is what a, um, yeah, a social psychologist said it says since these models are not yet co uh, controllable or predictable we cannot know the consequences of their widespread use and clearly they can be catastrophic um 
basically like there's um yeah like these are collecting information yeah there's a lot of information that can harm people out there so yeah. if these are not like if the the guardrails are not super strong in place it's going to receive information and give information yeah do you know what i mean like it does not have a conscience right ai cannot have a conscience yeah you know and some people were saying like okay maybe like ai therapy is like truly un well not unbiased but non-judgmental was i think the term that they like okay. used uh, because like a human even though like psychiatrists and therapists and psychologists are all supposed to be unbiased or not unbiased non-judgmental we're all human so we all have a little bit of that judgment you know what i mean and so they were saying oh like this is yeah a good quote-unquote thing that like okay and i will have but an ai does not have a conscience yeah. so it's just going to tell you the information that you're asking for yeah. you know and yes we talked about it on our other episode like there is safeguarding put in place but like you can't control it yeah you know yeah <clears throat> yeah i think there's just an underlying thing though even beyond ai and beyond whatever tool you use because i think ai is just one of the tools that people are using even if it's something like the way I'm going to speak, again, that's still a tool. But it's like what actually therapy is for people and almost like their abuse of the word and yeah. what it actually is. I think that's kind of what we're going to discover a little bit more, hopefully through the series of like what actually is therapy yeah, and what is actually you just, I don't know, needing something or wanting something or, you know, like the difference between the two, I guess. Because, yeah. yeah, I'm just, I feel like you could probably translate this and the use of ai into probably different areas of your life even in friendships like it's like oh i have this friend and they're really good for me but they're just listening to what i have to say and like there's no depth there you know but yeah. but i i this is really good for me like this is what i need i'm sure that people have relationships like, oh yeah of course you know? one side of relationships 100 yeah. percent. yeah so yeah it's so interesting how it is that. yeah right let's move on to our second article yeah which, um, yeah, we basically have people, I mean, what is it exactly? They're, they're basically people who use different phrases and terms and what they found useful to help yeah. tackle things. Well, basically, this um, is coming from another BuzzFeed article. Okay. Um, it says 28 <laughs> pieces of advice people learned from their therapist. And it started with um, like a Twitter thread. Right. That says, if you go to therapy, quote, tweet this with the best thing you learned at therapy. That way, everyone else can get free therapy, which again, that's a bit dangerous, isn't it? Slightly, <sighs> slightly, slightly. Like one, at least these were actually said by like professionals. But then again, it's this whole thing. It's I'm going to take this thing out of context and I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. And yes, of course, like we should be sharing our wisdom and insight. And hey, this helped me. It could help you, too. But it's this whole idea of like you can get free therapy. But like the, the whole point of it is to work one on one with somebody yeah. who could really help you specifically. Right. And I think we're with AI and also like stuff like this. I love this. It's great. I was reading through it. I was like, oh, that's actually a great point. Yeah, so, you know? so some of them are actually good. Yeah. But what we're doing is we're risk like fast tracking everything. Right. I don't want to sit down with someone and have to explain my entire life and to yeah. actually dive deep and to actually deal right. with things. So if right. you just tell me the things that your highlights that worked for you, or if ChatGPT tells me, you know, hey, this is just generally how you could deal with conflict. Yeah. Amazing. I don't actually have to do anything deep. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's good. That's yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't know if you have any or you want to go through them all or do you have some favorites? No, let's go through a few. Because um, I have some favorites. Okay. 
Um, okay, the the very first one. Oh yeah, I have that. That one. was okay. Yeah, that no. was a good one. Um, like I actually think it's, I quite like it. So yeah. basically, um, this lady she's saying avoid saying the word should. It's too easy to fall into pressuring yourself and pushing yourself too much. Reframe and rephrase. So reframe I should and rephrase to big therapy speak. Uh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Reframe. Interesting. Okay. Well, so instead of I should exercise, it should be I like how I feel after exercise. Or it's like I should do laundry. I want clean clothes. Like it's yeah. like you're thinking of the the result almost before yeah. the... Or like the why you want to do yeah. it. Like the pressure of like yeah. you have to do this. It's more... Yeah. No, I need... I or want, I should. I clothes. Because when you say I should, it's like I know that's where I'm supposed to be, but I'm not there yet. And right. then it leaves that gap of like... Right. That striving exactly. mentality. Yeah. Which is tough. Yeah. I'm going to take this a little bit because this was a big revelation that I had in my life. Yeah. Um. Basically, it was like when you feel like, oh, I should... These are very practical things. Yeah. But I'm sure we've all felt this. But like, oh, I should be here by now. Like, I should be doing this with my yeah, life by yeah, now. Yeah. You know, I should have learned this by now. Like, you know, or right. I shouldn't be making these mistakes still by now. Yeah. You know? Um, and you know what someone told me once? They were like, yeah, that's pride. Because who are you to say, like, where you should be in life? Like, you are where you are. Like, Yikes. You're, and I was like, <laughs> oh, <that's>... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's true, right? Wow, yeah. And so for me, I'm like, okay, like that, it's good, you know, and, and that kind of, you know, I, I should work out, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's like grand scheme of life. Right. Who are we to say what we should and should not be doing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. no, it can good. very easily be like playing God, which we've definitely talked about on this pod before, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was my two no, no, cents no, to this. Is that therapy you think? What? Like the should and the rephrase and the reframe idea. Well, if it's talked about within a therapy context by a therapist, in your session right that is then the, yes yeah interesting you know like if, if we continue to only look at these as isolated quotes from somebody's therapy session yeah then it works you know what i mean interesting but me reading a buzzfeed article is not like me going to therapy <laughs> but this this it's like, like a change of mindset and I, like we're touching on behaviors and different ways to like okay yeah. this when you think like this or when you say these words these are the things that are attached to this phrase or yeah. these words. So it's like trying to reframe a little bit. That is so interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Do you reframe? Do I reframe? Yeah. Um, probably not Not loads. Uh, no, okay. I do reframe a bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A popular way of reframing, which we both do. Well, less so me lately, but I used to do a lot. Is when something bad happens, it's like you reframe it to see how it's good. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the silver lining kind of people. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. that's just one of our coping mechanisms. It's constant reframing. Do you not think that's a good thing? I think it has a danger <laughs> to becoming an escape. No, that's fair. Okay. I think it's needed sometimes. Yeah. But then I think sometimes it's used as an escape. So we don't actually have to admit that there's a problem or deal with the problem. All right. Well, food for thought. Anyway. Okay. What's one of your favorite quotes? Let's see. I took a bunch of screenshots. Oh, here we go. Come on then. Let's hear it. We're about to break out our inner child. <laughs> I see this one. Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple on inner child, but I don't know how many I, I screenshotted. Um, your inner child isn't just your inner joy. It's also your inner anger, your inner, inner pain, the part of you that cries out. How would you talk to a child about their pain? How would you be tender to them and help them understand it? Treat yourself with the same tenderness. 
<laughs> Come on then. Yeah. What do you okay. think? I um I have thoughts. And I don't want to completely disregard yep. this. I'm, tr- I'm just trying to be very careful, careful yeah, here. You, are, yeah. you know what I mean? Because, and again, this past year, what we said before, was a rough year for me. There yep. are a lot of things that I realized like, oh, like when this happens, it's like 11 year old Courtney again. Like I'm reacting out of that pain because I was stuck there in that pain, you know? Okay. And like, this is very valid, whatever. But okay. You recognize that happened. That happened then, you know, or like, this is whatever, this is causing these emotional triggers or outbursts or, or whatever it is. But I'm also not 11 anymore. Right. I recognize that, you know, something happened when I was a kid and it has affected me the entire, my entire life. You know what I mean? But you, I'm 27 now. Yeah. 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 You know, like, and so it's embracing your inner child. Like I just, I find it so, dangerous because it almost gives us a free pass to walk in immaturity yeah like we are not children anymore yeah yes these things happened and yes when i had the realization that i was acting out of whatever like oh it's because i'm like in this area of my life in the dark whatever of my mind i'm still acting as a scared little child you know mm-hmm. and being like okay now i can address this now i can figure out okay you know, we can move on, we can heal, we can figure out how then, what does that look like then for me now yeah. in these situations, you know? But I don't know. I, I don't know if you have any no, other no, thoughts. No, I completely but. agree. But <clears throat> I, I, I'm I, not someone who looks at my childhood. Yeah. Well, um, I didn't choose to. No, no, that's fair. <laughs> that's very fair. Again, if I need to keep careful what I say. But like, no, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. You're not looking at it from the same lens anymore. But yeah. also you're much more mature enough to be able to yeah. handle yeah. what happened and deal with it. Yeah, you, know? you acknowledge it. But I also just, yeah. I don't like the language used around it maybe as right. well. Because I think there's definitely that just part. Like too much space, right? <sighs> yeah. Too much authority almost. Maybe. Or- and I understand that. Okay, guys, like we understand we are very generalizing everything and take everything with a grain of salt. We are not therapists. Yeah. You know, and there is a certain, you know, space and like people need different kind of healing different amounts of healing and different you know what i mean yeah four different things but like are we moving on are we moving on well let's move on to the next quote yeah (laughs) okay good one so i i really like this one but again this is very similar to the first one like it's it's just a third in the list here but it's like anger is pain pretending to be powerful behind every complaint is a desire say what you desire instead so uh, the reason why i like this and then i'll read the rest of it the brain is like a wheat field old pathways are worn and easy to tread you have to choose a new path again and again and again before it becomes the easier one to walk like it's like the habit um series or episode we did yeah because it's like retraining like a way to think yeah i think that's where i'm a big fan of the whole reframe idea like i I do like i'm i'm kind of for that to be honest because like the way we think it become it it comes from like some really bad habits and some like insecurities and whatever else behind it you know so it's like if we can kind of backtrack a little bit and like re like form a new habit a new way of thinking a new way of looking at something i think that really helps us move forward rather than like being stuck in the way that I'm that I used to think that was not healthy for me yeah 
So I love stuff like that. Yeah. Big fan of it. What do you think about anger is pain pretending to be powerful? Um, that's a bit much maybe. I don't know if that's the best way to explain pain. Oh, anger, sorry. Because I think that almost devalues anger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think... um, Anger as like an outburst, maybe, or like, yeah, uh, like is more like this, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As a reaction, that's good, but as a feeling, yeah, like you're allowed to no, be no, angry. No. Someone's yeah, allowed you, to make yeah. you angry. Yeah, I'm that doesn't mean it. it's pain, pain, powerful. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting because I, I do like the the idea, the of, idea of it. But yeah. some of this, I was like, hmm. yeah, I, I'm with that as well. Because then it means every time that like <clears> I get angry, you're like, you're just in pain, no, yeah, pretending yeah, yeah. to be powerful, and I'm yeah. like, but that's a perfect example of who knows. Like, this was probably told to a person in a specific situation about a specific other person. Right, right. So, and yet, so anger in that situation. Was probably. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And now we're making this for the masses, generalizing it. And yeah. Interesting, right? Very. Yeah. All right, what, what's one more quote that you've got? Oh, I have to pick. I have so many. Oh, I mean, there's not to be one more, but. My goodness. Um, I, well, I screenshotted apparently the entire article. Um... Let's do your primal brain doesn't know the difference between your imagination and a lived experience. Hold on, your primal brain. Yeah, do you like that? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know if I do. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Liver King. <laughs> also, I'd just like to publicly apologize for what that just looked like. <laughs> Sadie's dying. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? How did that look? Hey, it's oh, totally oh, fine. Okay, okay. It's totally fine. Okay. Wow. That anyway, was... we're going to come back. We're going to come back. Was and... it cheeky? Mm, yeah, we'll explain oh, okay. it later. <laughs> it's okay. It says your primal brain doesn't know the difference between your imagination and the lived experience. So the more you imagine playing out the worst case scenario, the deeper you ingrain your fears and create anxious and self-destructive responses. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but it's true. Like, I am... Yeah. Someone that like, she's up here all the time, you know, yeah. like I can, my imagination is so vivid, has been my entire life. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And so I can have a conversation with someone in my head and it feels like I had, like, it feels so real. Right. So then I, I have, and I carry all these emotions, you know, right. but it's like the fact that like, I don't know. It's not real. It's not real. Yeah. But also like, if you keep on leaning into that, your brain is going to get confused. It's so interesting. It is so interesting. The amount of times where, because I I was chatting to people about this recently, the amount of times where I've been like, oh, this is how this person is going to react. Like, let's say, let's say I have to confront something or I have like an opinion on something. And in my mind, I've already created the conversation of how that's going to go, how they're going to react and already my feelings on them. Right. And I haven't even given them a chance to have yeah. the conversation and then i build up this whole thing in my mind and yeah. then i'm away with the fairies and then suddenly like i'll have the conversation and it was great so chill and the reaction was great yeah and everything was great yeah and i've just wasted so much of my emotional space. energy yeah, yeah emotional energy like headspace on this does it make so you act differently around the person as well like yeah before? like for sure it, it it makes a big difference yeah i think so often we're so we try and figure so much out, don't we? I mean, this yeah. is a slight side topic. But no, it's great. Like if, like sometimes we just need to be like, what's my lane? Stick with my lane and don't worry about the person and mm-hmm. their lane. Like 
<laughs> like give them the chance you yeah. know what i mean and it's like just, yeah i'm gonna focus on and figure my own lane out yeah you know why do you think like why do we create these kind of conversations in our head or like why do we go and expect is it like to prepare ourselves is it to i think we love it don't we <laughs> i mean i kind of love it i love okay okay i don't know if this is relatable or not but <laughs> like when i'm in my mind and i'm arguing with someone oh because you get all the best responses. It's class, yeah. My clap ass? I'm like... <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> For real, though. It's so fun. Yeah. But it, like, it's not healthy at all. It's not good. But yeah. It is fun. It, like, I've shut the person down. Like, I've said great things and this and that. <laughs> but, yeah. But also, it creates something not good. And, yeah, it's interesting. I was chatting to, genuinely, literally about this with a, with a no couple, few people, like, the other day, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. But it detaches us from reality. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's so dangerous. Yeah. And we could say that because we do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is that it's like a perfect example of how we think and how it actually affects our behavior. Right. Because then I've been arguing with you all morning in my brain. I yeah. come here and I'm like, well, you know, yeah. but literally we actually haven't even spoken. No. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That is so crazy. Yeah. So I think you do have to be wise about how you use like therapy speech and stuff because you can also sometimes create something that's not real through yeah this therapy speech or through the idea of trying to solve something like, yeah you know and even with ai and stuff like that yeah. like that's not real so yeah. <laughs> maybe you figured it out with ai but the person you have an issue with it's still there yeah. like you still have to do like the real hard work yeah you know um and i was we were talking about or as you were talking about like having a conversation with someone, building it up in your head and then having the actual conversation and being like, oh, that was nothing. Something that I've like learned to do is try to have that conversation like as soon as possible. Right. You right. know, like it like it's a practical thing. And I'm like, oh, I don't really don't want to talk. I don't want to do no, whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Less space to, for it to become something. Exactly. Else, yeah. You know, and it's like learning how to like take it from theory into personal, like yeah. into reality, I guess, as soon as possible yeah. to like prevent it becoming like. The thing you know or chat gpt tells you to you know maybe you should tell your friend how you feel and all this stuff which it's told me about you know because i'm like hey i just got into it with my friend what should i do you know what i mean yeah seeing what it would say yeah and it's nice that it tells me that you know mm -hmm. but then you can actually do it you know what i mean yeah like yeah yeah it's tough it is tough but boom here we are <laughs> yeah team that is uh the wrap of the epi um, yeah. yeah please let us know your thoughts on if you have any thoughts on therapy speech and just general thoughts yeah any 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 insights you guys or like the this? accessibility of therapy and what therapy actually is again as you know we're not therapists we have no like, yeah real you know just credentials this of this. Off of things that we've seen. but the thing is as well if like if buzzfeed's making all these articles like it means everyone's going to start thinking that it's like so accessible that it's everyone's going to be yeah. an expert like we talked last week but yeah. Yeah, hopefully this was interesting for you guys. We had a lot of fun with our, our research and our, yeah. But we'll be back next week with a new episode. Yeah, so we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us at the Anchor of the Week, where we have hard conversations, hear people's stories, and challenge perspectives. Remember, you can stay connected by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, as well as subscribing to our YouTube channel. Hope these conversations are inspiring you to have hard convos as well. We'll see you next time. And remember, attack topics and not people.